are listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.riversideconnect.org. All right, so let's continue with the fun. Turn in your Bible, if you would, please. We're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 12 as we continue this month. We're talking about being stretched. And uh, Ephesians chapter Chapter uh, 2, verses 20, I think it says, uh, yeah, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able, 3, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine according to the, the power that is work, at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. To faith... Faith is stretching our imagination to believe God for more. And so we're talking about being stretched. Uh, Faith always stretches us. Faith is all about stretching us beyond our comfort zone. Last week, we looked at Paul and he talked about how in his life, no matter how much he's accomplished in the past, he said, I'm going to forget the things that are behind and I'm going to stretch toward what is ahead, strain toward what is ahead. Faith stretches us to be flexible. We looked at Jesus, how he said that we need to be like new wineskins and be flexible to contain the new wine that God is pouring in and to be able to grow with God's changes in our life and changes in our belief and changes in our understanding of who God is. Today, I want to focus on the idea of faith and trust. Really, the words can be used almost interchangeably because faith and trust are inseparable. They're, they're, they're synonyms to a large degree. You can't have faith in someone that you don't trust, right? And you can't trust someone until you put some faith in them. It goes, it's two sides of the same coin. You, you can't follow someone that you can't trust. You can't have a relationship with someone that you can't trust. Um, conversely, someone gains your trust when you entrust them with something and they prove themselves to be faithful, right? You get it? I mean, parents, first time you hand your keys to that 16-year-old child is an act of faith, is it not? I mean, that's an act of faith. And, and you can only do that if you have a certain amount of trust that they will bring that car back safely and they will come home in time And so students, young adults, as you get to that point, if you want your parents to trust you, you must prove yourself trustworthy. And as you prove yourself trustworthy, they then can have faith in you. So faith and trust go hand in hand. You have to put your faith in God in order to learn to trust in God. And if you don't trust in God, if you don't trust God to be faithful, then it's hard for you to put your faith in God. And so your faith in God is directly proportionate to your trust in God. And conversely, you can only gain trust in God by exercising some faith. There is that, there is that first initial exercise of faith, that leap of faith that we need to make, say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test God. I'm going to see if God is who God is. I'm going to take that initial leap of faith, and I'm going to trust God with something, with my life. And, and over time, God proves God's self faithful to us. So, so, so your faith in God is proportionate to that. In fact, that's why Hebrews says, without faith, no one can please God. Anyone who comes to God, it says in Hebrews chapter 11, must believe or must trust that he is real and that he rewards those who truly want to find him. Jesus said, if you trust in God... 
Trust also in me. There's more than enough room in my father's home. If it weren't so, I would have told you. And I'm going there to prepare a place for you. So Jesus invites us to trust him. Trust him with our future. Trust him with our eternity. Well, when you look at the scriptures and you think of where does this all come from, it all goes back to Abraham. Abraham, throughout the Old and New Testament, the Hebrews and the, and the Christian scriptures, it, 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 it refers to Abraham as the prototype or the archetype of faith. And so that's where we're looking today. Every monotheistic religion, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, trace their roots back to Abraham. And in Hebrews chapter 11, the great hall of fame, it says the following, that it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. And he went there without knowing where he was going. Think about that. He, he followed God's voice to go somewhere where he had never been. He left where he was and he went there not knowing where it was. And, and even when he reached the land God had promised him, He lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward, notice this, to a city with an eternal foundation, a city designed and built by God. This act of faith in this current life, in Abraham obeying God's call for him to fulfill the destiny that God had for him, was proof that he believed that God had an eternal place for him, a place where he could be uh, forever in the plan and the purposes of God. So, faith, in my opinion, is an action word. Let me say that again. Faith is an action word. Faith is more than just mental assent to believe a certain um, number of precepts to be true. It's more than just repeating a creed. Faith is so much more than just saying, yes, I believe there is a God. It, it's, 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 it's a faith. It is a belief that spurs us to action. True belief believes enough to trust God and to go, to trust God and to obey And so faith in God, true faith in God, stretches us always to leave something that is familiar to go to someplace that we couldn't have gone if we didn't have faith that God was going to go with us. Do you get that? So so it's not a, a foreign land. Abraham left behind certain things when he went from where his father brought them in Haran to, to, to Canaan. He left his father's faith behind. He left the comfortable home and surroundings that he had. He, he left all that to go to an uncertain place. And that brings us to Genesis chapter 12. Let's take a look there at this very foundational scripture in, uh, in the Bible. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3 says, this is the God's call to Abraham, who was before uh, his name was changed Abram. Okay? So the Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Three distinct ways that I see God stretching Abraham here. 
he stretched him to go, right? He stretched him to go, to go to a foreign place. Now, again, sometimes a foreign place isn't a geographical location. Sometimes a foreign place isn't just a new scenery. Sometimes the foreign place is a new perspective. Sometimes the foreign place that you need to get to is a, is a different way of understanding and believing and seeing Sometimes it's not the scenery around you that needs to change. Sometimes it's how you look at the scenery around you that must change. And sometimes the biggest change that God makes in a person's life is inside. It's internal, not necessarily external. And so we need to go to a foreign place in our, in our belief, in our understanding. And then we go differently or we see differently or we act differently with the people around us because we see them through new eyes. We see them through new understanding. And, and faith changes us. We no longer see ourselves as the old person when we have eyes of faith. God changes us and we see ourselves differently. And that changes the way we act and the way we believe and the way we go to wherever we go. I go back to Hebrews where it refers to, 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 uh, to Abraham and the other great people of faith there. He says, Verse 13 of Hebrews 11, all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. Wow, did you see that? They they were still living by faith when they died, and they did not receive the things that they were promised. Abraham was promised to be a mighty nation. Well, this was going to take generations for that to happen. He was long gone before that promise was fulfilled. And, and it says, but they, saw, they only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. One of the ways that God changes us when we come to faith in him, we realize that this is not our home any longer. We have an eternal home. And when you realize that this earth isn't all there is and that all this stuff that you have isn't going to go with you and all that you are spending your time and your energy and your money trying to acquire and accumulate is temporary, it, it causes you to say, all right, this is not my home. I don't have to hold on to it so tightly. I don't have to be imprisoned to my lusts and my desires and my temporary pleasures. I can be free from all of that because I realize that this is so trivial compared to the fact that God has a better place. God has a better place. So Abraham Abraham was stretched to go. He was willing to go. And, and he was stretched to be... To, uh, to be blessed. Think about that. When we find our place, when we truly go and we see that we are in the plan of God, that doesn't mean everything is easy. The blessings of Abraham, yes, that include material blessing, but it also included a lot of pain and agony and sacrifice. I mean, Abraham wasn't the perfect person, as we'll see in the coming weeks, uh, but, and he's very much like you and me. Um, but but, but he was blessed by God because he found that God was, he was doing what God had called him to do, even though he did it falteringly. He, he found himself there. And when we find ourselves living in the plan of God, there is, there is a blessing in our lives that, that stuff doesn't necessarily equate to. It's not the stuff, although God may bless us. When, if we're living in a, in a way that we're just wasting our lives and, and living stupidly, 
I think we pay consequences for that on earth, not just, you know, eternity in hell. I think we pay for many of our sins here on earth before we die. Anybody agree with that? And so you're set free from sin. Your life will change for the better. That addiction will no longer be the final word in your life. That, 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 that sinful behavior, the, the pain and agony that you hurt others with and the hurt that you cause yourself, you don't have the regrets and you become blessed. So you're a better person. When we experience the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, is that not, isn't that a blessed life? Isn't that a blessed life when we begin to experience the fruit? Anybody listening to me today, because I'm asking questions here, you're free to say yes and nod your head and help me out a little bit. I'd appreciate that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So, so we need to, we, when we are blessed, we live a good life. And it helps us. God blesses us with the humility to live within our means and share with others. And that makes us a blessing. That's the third way that he was stretched. He was blessed. He was stretched to go. He was stretched to be blessed, to be able to believe God would allow me to live a life that's not just, uh, you know, bound by, by whatever it is that, 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 it, that causes me to live in sin. And now I'm a blessing, and that, that allows me to bless others, to bless others. And notice verse 4 of chapter 12. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. Abram went as the Lord had told him. Abram went, and Lot went with him, his nephew, and Sarai, his wife, and the people and the possessions they had acquired in Haran. Can you imagine the courage it took for them to say, all right, we're pulling up stakes, everybody. We're getting in the, in the caravan, and we're heading, we're heading west. Let's go. Why are we going? Because God told me, who's God? Well, trust me. <laughs> they had to put their trust in Abram, too to go there. So faith stretches us to trust. And God's stretching you to trust him enough to follow him wherever he calls you. And it takes a leap of faith. Last week, I was flipping through the channels and I caught the last few minutes of uh, the show Running Wild with Bear Grylls. Anybody see that show, Running Wild with Bear Grylls? Well, well, Deion Sanders, the running back, or the, is he running back? He was a a defensive back, right? Defensive corner. He was a cornerback and played baseball and super athlete. Well, I, I, we just got the clip of that. Let's just watch this and then we'll, we'll follow up after that. Go ahead. Do you know what I think is going to be easiest? Cross here? No. And that's the top. Lord, no. I'll tell you what, let me, let me check it out first. Okay? Here we go again. Well, I kind of feel guilty sometimes with Dion because, you know, it's almost like every time we overcome one big obstacle, there's another one. And I keep saying we're almost at the end. Okay, the bits, be careful of all of this loose, loose stuff here. Okay, I want you to take it in just like I've been doing for you. So if I miss this jump, you save my life. Keep paying it out, paying it out, and enough slack to do the jump. Okay, that's good. Okay, what do you say? One, two. Not we. Well, the thing is, when we're connected by a rope, and once I've gone, it is one, two. We. Oh. 
are scarier than it looks. <laughs> this ain't good. This ain't cool. Hold Find on. your peace. Send to yourself. Hold on, man. You know what to do. Say the prayers. There's no hurry. Got that right. The thing is, I've never lied to you, okay? I'm telling you the God's honest truth now. I can see the top. It's a walk. The helicopter will be landing just 50 meters over there. Yeah, but that right there, man. This is it. Show me your leap. I call this a leap of faith. All of us know about having to face fear. I'm scared doing this stuff. You know, I'm scared so often. But it's about learning how to handle that fear and to use that fear to help you overcome these obstacles. God! You're the man. Lots of confidence. One big leap. Remember, look at where you're taking off and when you're landing. Don't look down. Show it to me. One. Oh, my God. Two. We. You're the man. <laughs> okay, I've got you. Just edge your way up. I, I would have never, never thought that I would do that. But it was just mind over matter. Mind over matter. Take us to glory. You're always a man who does the touchdown. Lead me to the touchdown. We're seven eighths of the way, and I can see the fires in his belly now. Nothing's going to stop us. <laughs> Get your sorry backside up. You've made it to the top. Give me a hug. Never thought that I would do that. <laughs> Legend. Legend. Well done, you, you know. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> now that's a view. That's beautiful. Right. Let's get this helicopter calls. All right. When I saw that, I thought, what a great example of, uh, of what we're talking about here. And... The spiritual metaphors there are just so clear. And notice that, that, that Bear Grylls went before Dion Sanders. He was there before him. He showed him the way. He made the way. And, and he could see the promised land, so to speak. He could see the destination. And he knew that he could get him there. But, but uh, Bear Grylls, he led the way, he made the way. He was the way for Dion to cross, to make that leap of faith. And so in, in the metaphor of this, he's sort of the Jesus figure in that, in that picture that we see there. But Dion still had to take the leap. He still had to take the leap. And God, I think, is calling people to take a leap of faith today somehow, some way. As we have been planning this sermon series, God's been speaking to one of our staff here at Riverside about taking a big leap of faith. And uh, I want him to be able to tell you in his own words. So let's listen to this uh, video here. Good morning, Riverside. Um, today, Julie and myself wanted to share some great news with you that's uh, going on in our life. This has been something that's been uh, stirring in us and kind of was birthed in us uh, a couple months ago when we've been praying and 
seeking God about uh, what the next step of our journey of faith looks like. And um, we want to let you guys know today of a new exciting adventure that we're going to be heading on. Um, We feel called to um, move outside of our comfort zone and to go and minister and reach people that aren't being reached in the Pittsburgh area right now in a new ministry outside of the realm of Riverside. And um, so we wanted to kind of share with you our journey of what that has been looking like and what we think it might look like or hope that it looks like here in the near future and let you know all that God's been doing in and hopefully what he can do through us uh, if we're just willing to follow his lead. And uh, over these past couple of weeks, we've really um, looked back and reflected on our time here at Riverside. Um, it's almost been nine years that we've been here. Nine years ago, we came here pretty much fresh out of college from Valley Forge, um, uh, kind of in the same situation we are today, just looking to do what it was that God would have for us. Whatever he wanted for us is what we wanted. And we found ourselves um, here uh, through some different contacts. Uh, we heard that this church, Riverside, was about to start a new venture, um, branching out and launching a new campus up at the Pittsburgh Mills Mall in the theater. And we were invited to be a part of that, but um, with a big step of faith. I remember sitting in a room with Pastor Bill and the staff and him telling us, um, there's no guarantees here. We're going to step out in faith as a church and try this and see what happens. We're going to try to reach people that aren't being reached right now. And um, hopefully it works and you guys will still have a job in a year. But if it doesn't, well, can't, can't promise you anything. And so we knew, as we know today, that God's faithful and that he will build his church as long as we're faithful. And so we stepped out in faith and said, yeah, uh, we're coming here and we're buying a house and we're planning to be here for a long time. And um, that's where it started. And we continue to look back. We were in the Mills uh, Theater, and then we moved to what's currently ITT at the Mills. We built out that site, and then we were kind of nomads for you know a couple months uh, in an empty kind of warehouse space while we renovated what we're currently in. And so it's been a, a big, long journey of uh, different steps along the way. But every single step, we've needed to trust in God as a church for what He had next for us. And we've also kind of expanded our ministry to um, not just at the mills or in Oakmont, but we've really reached out and tried to help expand the ministry of Nexus. And I've become very involved um, in helping the worship ministry there and um, investing in the kids there. And um, uh, and now now to look on that, you know, all I can do is say thank you so much to Donnie and Shelly for being willing to accept us and take us in to say, yeah, come on and help us on this journey. And uh, man, what a crazy ride that's been to see God's faithfulness from beginning to now and to even look to the future of what he's doing in Nexus. Uh, just amazing things. And so here we are. We find ourselves kind of in a similar position that we did nine years ago, honestly, feeling a moving of God to move us beyond our comfort zone. Uh, We find ourselves thinking back on these past couple sermon series, the Align sermon series, all about aligning who we are with who God wants us to be, and now stretching you beyond what you think you're capable of to do what He knows we're capable of. And that's where we are today, really, honestly. um, We're being stretched. We're being moved on. And 
it's sad because we're ending a chapter of our life that has um, helped us grow so much in our faith um, and in our knowledge of who God is. And we've began a family here, not just like our friends and that, but like actually our family, you know, we're starting to raise our kids here. And, and um, so now we look on to what's next. And some of you might say, what does that even look like? You know, what are you, what are you talking about? Uh, you know, a new area of ministry. Our end game would be, man, we would hope that someday it would look like a church that uh, would be reaching people who are far from Jesus, that don't know him and that we've been put in a position to reach. And that's ultimately our goal. But right now we're just taking that step of faith. Um, I'm currently going to leave the position here at Riverside and just try to find a job outside of Riverside, and I don't know what that looks like. So, if anybody has something, talk to me because I'd love to hear from you. Uh, but right now, um, timeline as of the last week of September would be our final week here, and then uh, I'll be a nomad again or something. We'll be jobless, and uh, or I will be. Julie's going to hang on to her job, and we're going to stay here in the Pittsburgh area, and um, really just try to follow God's. Lead, And that's really what we're praying for. And we would covet your prayers in this experience too. Uh, this journey for us has been nothing but a blessing for us. And we would hope and pray that it's been a blessing to you guys too. Um, to meet all the people that we've met and to build the relationships that we now have that are some of the closest and meaning, most meaningful relationships that we have in our lives are right here at, at this church. And um, it'd be amiss to not mention um, the amazing leader who, who has taken this church from the beginning to where it is right now in Pastor Bill. Um, he is a man of God who has allowed our faith to expand greatly by um, allowing us to have conversations, not being a closed box, but allowing our faith to grow and expand and, and reach new limits. And I think because of that, that's why we sit here doing this today because he's allowed us to to say hey say yes to god and say yes to what what he would have for you and he's going to do things in you far beyond you could ever imagine and that's really our prayer in this season like i said before we don't have all of the answers we don't know from beginning to end what this looks like but we're just trusting in god each step of the way that he's got the plan and that he's going to be faithful through it all and so we covet your prayers um, we need your prayers honestly, um, because it's only through him that, that the church gets built. And that's, that's really our desire. That's our focus. Thank you, uh, Riverside for many, many years of, um, doing life together and growing together in Christ. And I'm confident that the next nine years for Riverside, um, is going to be amazing. And we're confident that whoever comes in after us is going to take ministries to a whole nother level that we were, weren't even capable of doing. And so we're so excited to be able to see what God has next for Riverside um, as well as for us. And so here we are uh, about to journey off to something new. Um, thank you so much again uh, for all of your prayers and your support in this time. Um, it has been an honor to serve alongside you and to serve you in this church. So we love you guys. Thank you so much for hearing our hearts today. Um, I hope to talk to some of you soon. God bless.
So, um, God is stretching people. And that's a perfect example of two people that were willing nine years ago to be stretched and have been stretched while they were here. God has used them mightily to help get the mills off the ground and established up there. And if you were to be in the Parkside venue, uh, his fingerprints are all over the design of that place. And uh, and the, the students that he, alongside with Donnie, have impacted over the years and the adults so we're thankful so much, and it's a bittersweet uh, time to be able to say goodbye to somebody that's invested. But as a pastor, I've been blessed because we've not had too many staff transitions, and yet I feel like, you know, Chad is one of those that's saying, hey, I, I love this place, but I'm just feeling God's calling me to reach out beyond where I, what my capacities are right now. So... Thank God for that, and I want you to be praying for Chad and praying for Julie. We'll be doing that also, and uh, praying for who God has already picked out for uh, the next step here at Riverside to uh, come alongside and and uh, take us uh, to wherever God is gifting this person to take us. So um, let me just bring it back to you for just a moment before we close here this morning. As in the... Deion Sanders uh, clip and, and with Chad. Faith stretches us to face our fears. And in order to do that, we have to trust. We have to trust that God is going to go before us. That God has already made the way. And he's going to be with us the whole way. And I don't know in your life where God is stretching you. But I can say without a doubt that God is not going to be surprised and that God is going to be with you wherever that future location, future place is that God has you. And sometimes change comes to us outside of our own choosing and in ways that we would never want. But I want you to know trusting God through those times is, is what faith is all about that he's brought you this far and he's going to go through that with you. And so really God is always saying to us, and in a very specific way right now, God is saying, I want you to trust me. I want you to trust me in this. And so what is it that God is saying to you? I want you to trust me with blank. What is your blank? What is your blank? That God is saying, I want you to, will you trust me with this? That I'm going to be there with you. I can take you through this. I can go. Maybe you don't think you have the ability or capabilities, but I'm calling you to do something that is immeasurably more than you could ask or imagine. It's bigger than what you think that you can do. Whatever it is, God already sees the promised land. He already sees the promised land. And that is a bigger reality than your current reality and a better reality than your current reality. And in that promised land, no more tears, no more crying, no more pain. So whatever you go through now, let's go through it with God, with faith and trust. Would you bow your heads with me?
what is it that God's saying I want you to trust me with? Would you just talk to God right now? And if you sense the Spirit speaking to you, would you just say, God, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to trust you with it. I'm going to trust you with my children. I'm going to trust you with my, my, my big decisions that are in front of me. I'm going to trust you, God, with giving my life to you. I, I don't know what that looks like or what that fully means, but I want to trust you by saying, God, I want to live life your way and not my way. I want to hear your call. God, I want to trust you. I want to trust you. I want to trust you if I, if I let go of this, this thing in my life that I know is not good for me. I, I'm going to trust you that I'm going to be able to do it and I'm going to act in faith and believe you, God. I'm going to do it, God. I trust you. I trust you. Would you just say that to Jesus? If you believe it, say, I trust you, Jesus. Just say, I trust you with my life. I trust you with my future. I trust you with this decision. Help me, Jesus, to take the leap. And I want to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.riversideconnect.org.